Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task, that's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into a new week of old school here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. DP, Jay Foreman, and myself, Rico, here to bring you all the happenings from the weekend and, and what might be going on this week and just all of our thoughts here on 93.7 The Ticket. Join us on the Sarder Heyman Jewelers live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and give us a call, give us a text, 402-464-5685 on the Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Sarder Heyman text line. DPJ, how was your weekend's good sirs? It was good. It always goes by too quick, man. I think the uh, they need to... Uh you know, try to put in a rule like once a month you get an automatic outside of holiday three-day weekend. July 4th don't count, so in July it needs an extra. So when there's holidays, you need a three-day weekend. You need another one? Yeah. This is only this is only a three-day work week for me, this kid, guys. So <laughs> Three or two? It is two. Well, is yesterday it? counts because I, I had oh, to work yesterday. Okay. I had to work well, yesterday. Whatever. I had to work yesterday. Yeah, you did, but, but we're not talking about that. We're talking Monday through oh, Friday. About, oh, oh, oh. We're so, talking Monday through Friday, all right? But I'm also going to be here till. 10 o'clock today. Yeah. Well. So you're making up for it. Yeah. You're yeah. fine. He's, he's, That's your extra work. And, and, and I'll be I'll, you, I'll be able to zoom in credit. Thursday. But okay. Friday I can't. Wednesday. Wednesday I'm playing. So. That's fine. Me and Mark were just talking about what we're, these three days. Oh, fun. this we three days it. are chaos. I'm sorry, guys. We need no, to have it's we need to, we need Well, to no, no, because there's no Vershawn. Yeah, I know. We need so, to and there's no Nick Thursday, Friday. We need to call it, man. We need to have pre-show pay-per-view. Yeah. Do we? Because yeah. that was a mess. Yeah. No, it's all right. Was, you know, to be, you know, it's funny. It's like when you get in a conversation like that, by no means with argument, you're actually saying the same thing. I'm talking from a personal perspective. Yeah. And when you're talking to a conceptual, it's, they're both right. No, I'm not trying to be right. I'm just saying what I would like. 
Well, you, because you, I, because here's why. Because well, well, give the details behind it. Because because because. Well, I've been in this situation. I remember being. His name is Miles Aldridge. I would never ever forget this conversation I had with him. He was a, Greg Williams came in in Buffalo, and this is great. And the, and the the best thing about Greg, not the best, but one of the I was being you know somewhat of a veteran. I was going to my fourth year, so you kind of been through. I mean, I've been you know we've been to playoffs and went one and been you know kind of been around the block and like. 15 months because Ralph Wilson, I'll never forget. He came in the came just literally the play was going on, like walked right through practice. I don't know how he dodged like Eric. I mean, just human beings running at (laughs) warp speed. He walked in, in the middle of practice. And I don't think he even told Wade Phillips, right? He's like, Oh yeah. I just want to let you know, uh, we fired John Butler. I fired John Butler. I just want to let you know before practice is over and you guys head into the locker room. It was like the last period. And Wade was sitting there. I looked at Wade. Wade was like, Oh, you know what, right? Because I didn't know anything about the business side of the NFL. But I remember Henry Jones, who was a veteran, he said, hey, look, man, things are going to change around here. And I'm just like, dude, we're got one of the top defenses in the league. We're, we're playoff bound. Like, how? Why? Right? What's the year after the Music City Miracle? Um, what happened was is Ralph Wilson wanted – to fire Bruce DeHaven, who was a special teams coach. Wade didn't. Bruce DeHaven, if there's a Hall of Fame for, at least in my time, special teams coaches, Mike Westoff and, and Bruce DeHaven, um, Joe Marciano, and I'm sure there's uh, the one guy that was out at the Raiders that was their interim coach, and I'm sure there's some other ones, but, you know, he's in the conversation. Um, so Wade didn't. Well, then uh, uh, Mr. Wilson wanted John Butler to fire Wade. He wouldn't do it. So he's like, all right, you're fired. Well, then he went out to San Diego and essentially drafted, you know, f- well, did the trade with the whole uh, Eli Manning, LaDainian Tomlinson, mm-hmm. um, Phillip Rivers, and uh, Sean Mayer. I mean, of course, and all the host of other players. So John Butler did well. But so from there, we knew that, you know, Henry was like, well, the clock is ticking on Wade. Why? He's been here. We're doing well. Well, then Wade opened his mouth. And I always say a coach always has obituary mm-hmm. when they either do something. I always said Sarkeesian's first, one of the first things in his obituary is losing that game against Oklahoma. That's it. That's it. It's starting now unless you put the stop to it and you win a couple of them. The first one's a race. But if you lose again this year with a, against a new coach with all this stuff, the hype that you got, Arch Manning coming, the, the, cl- the, the, the clock for you is warp speed. Same thing with Wade. We needed to go 3-0. and Indianapolis needed to go 0-3. Wade was like, oh, well, it didn't really matter since we lost. So, you know, doesn't really, you know we're not going to make the playoffs anyways. Well, Indianapolis ended up resting all their players, goes 0-3. We go 2-1. Boom, Wade's gone. Here comes uh, Greg Williams. After we have the number one defense, we're going to break all your records. Your defense really wasn't that good, X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. He, and he had a couple veteran coaches, Miles Aldridge. So then everybody's, you know, position is open. I'd started the year before, did decent, but I was going into contract year. So, you know, again, they're trying to create competition per se, right? You know, dude started for two and a half years. You know, half my rookie last two did decent or whatever. He got tendered. You know, I was okay, that's fine. I mean, you always compete against yourself. We sat in there, and it was between me and a guy named – uh, it was actually a great friend of mine named Kenyatta Wright from Oklahoma State. Oh, my goodness grace. That's a name. Well, here's what it is, is – Miles Aldridge and Kenyatta's college coach, they knew each other from Oklahoma or whatever. 
So Miles is up here talking to me about competition and all this and all this. I said, "Listen, man, just just pump the brakes, okay? I understand coach speak. I said, I don't, you actually probably don't know me really from Adam, which you probably don't. So I grew up in the football business. A ton of my, you know, family members are coaches. I, I just we, you don't need to waste my time, and I'm not going to waste your time. I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to I'm here to play. Just tell me what I need to do." Because once I come back in this office and after I do it, the conversation and the tone is going to be a lot different because I'm about my business, right? So that's how it is. Like, it generally, a, a best way to deal with players, if I would tell coaches, is, is you know, that's why I have such respect for uh, uh, Coach Dawson, Mike Dawson, is that he keeps it real. He just comes straight to you, whether you like it or not. Not a lot of fluff, right? Hey, this is what it is. This is what you need to do. Do it. Come back then. That's why you see, you know, where he's got to tighten guys up and Garrett Nelson, you know, embraced it. Blaze Gunnarsson embraced it. Caleb's now embracing it. Jamari Butler's embracing it. I'm sure O'Shawn's going to embrace it. He talked about, I think, when he came on his recruiting trip and Dawson said, hey, just coached him, right? Mm-hmm. Most kids are going to embrace it. You get up there and, and the worst thing Miles ever did was – talk about what is with me and that's just a personality thing with me i don't i don't need don't talk to me about 10 10 weeks from now 10 minutes 10 days whatever and i remember he came up to me one time like right before <laughs> the third or fourth game and he was like oh you need to have a good game this game or you know i don't know i said listen here man i said i already talked to my agent i'm good okay i already know i'm gonna start but I said, i'm just gonna let you know how i'm gonna start I'm going to go out here and tear the frame off of somebody right now or this, this game. And then when I come see you, because uh, the game was Thursday. So when I come see you Saturday morning, and this is like literally before the game, like pregame as we're walking in. I said, when I come see you Saturday morning, I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to sit down together and we're going to map out how this season's going to go. And we're going to be lock and step. Now, he, now he, was, he got a little bit of pushback. I kept it moving into the locker room. I did what I had to do. You know what I'm saying? It ended up working out because we were there lockstep. I went to bat for him for, you know, trying to get guys to kind of, you know, because he's a young coach. He didn't know how to coach professionals. You know, coach college guys. And he actually ended up having a pretty good career. And I think he, unfortunately, might have just passed away because I always kind of kept, you know, in touch with him. Just, you know, see where he was at. But here's how it worked out for me, though. Right? So when I get traded to Houston after my fourth year, Reggie Herring, who is the linebacker coach, and I would say, man, Reggie's been – he's the second leading tackler in Florida State history. And he just got his record broke. Cold, right? At linebacker. So he, he coached at NC State. He coached at Clemson. He's clo- coached all these guys. Reggie and him – or he coached under Reggie. So when, my, so when they called up and asked about me, right, then it just flips that way, right? So for, for – like for me, just from personal experience, I had some sense of reality, right? Okay, it's new coaching staff. Okay, you want to push me. I get it. I'm the least marketable starter, right? I'm a guy that was fifth-round draft choice, kind of got in because somebody got – Sam Coward got hurt, right? So I'm, you know, like, all right, dude, you did okay. End up doing well the next year, year after that. But still, they had guys that were higher draft – you know, more high profile. I yeah. get it. I didn't. It didn't. It didn't hurt my little feelings. I didn't get him. Jay Foreman wasn't a little, you know. I, I wasn't, you know, cowering in the corner. But one thing I was going to let you do is just sit up here and try to 
pee on me and tell me it's raining because I already know what time it is, dude. That ain't that ain't regular rain. This is yellow rain. So I'm always got the umbrella on. So then we're going to talk together under this umbrella and we're going to go down the road together. I think. And then at the top of the hour to go through kind of people use the same phrases to talk about everything when they don't always apply. So at nine o'clock, I want to talk about the conversation that you know, Trevor Purdy wants a fair opportunity, a fair competition. Let's talk about that with Casey Thompson and Logan Smothers. Campus 16 days away. Hey, I'll tell you what, though. Homo, if no, 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 no. Hold it, hold it, right there. I know you got your you got your hamstrings loose. Yeah, hey, nine yeah, o'clock, nine o'clock, top of the hour. Up next, Rico will give us his, and then we'll get short, back short to version. The, short version. Okay, let's see Please. what let's see how that goes when we come back. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.